Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. Listen, it, it, we are in a, a, a season where, you know, our world just has a lot of different philosophies. And, and it, it, sometimes it's hard to be the church because you want to love everybody. You want to love people. But you got to teach what God taught. And so those are in contradiction. You know, anytime you look over history, the majority has always been wrong. It's not been right. God said go here, but the other, every, all, all, all of society said no, here's where we want to go. You know, and, and so the reason that we stop and do this is... Um, we, we want to make sure that the DNA of the house is that we value life. We value life. We see it as a gift. We see it as a blessing. Uh, we see that if God, come on, if, if, if God so chooses that for you and opens your womb, and you are, you know, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. And so it's important for us. Don't ever get tired of that. Uh, you know, when we're praying for people, pray for them, believe God for them. Come on, they, they may know they need it now, uh, but they'll definitely need it later. <laughs> Come on, any, anybody, parents of older kids, uh, just go and keep this prayer in your pocket because you, you're going to need it. But, um, you know, it's important. Uh, I'm excited about today, so I'm just going to do a one-off. I'm glad you're here. Y'all doing okay? Everybody doing good? Come on. It's good to see you. Um, Man, you know what? I got to be honest. Uh, I knew the time had changed, but my body <laughs> wasn't ready this morning. Anybody kind of feel the same way? It's like like you knew you had been robbed, and you're kind of mad about it. Come on, does that make sense? Like, like I, I'm just getting used to this, and now I'm robbed again. Um, but, no, I, I'm glad that you're here, and I believe that God has got something good you. At the end of, of 2014, um, God began to stir in Katie and I. I'll never forget him beginning to speak to us about planting the house, the, the, the church. And, you know, if you go through framework. And, and so just, you know, a lot of people want to meet with Katie and I or, or with our staff. And, and, and it's not that we're not approachable, but generally we don't have the first meeting before people go to framework because all they do is ask us how we got here. And so that's all framework is. It's, it's an in-depth story of how we got here. And if we're going to meet, I'd rather know about you. You know what I'm saying? And, and then us kind of start from that point. But, but um, in the context of what I want to talk about today, um, I, man, I remember we, we had been in a ministry for 20 years. Um, come on, I, 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 uh, I went to Hot Springs from Waco, Texas, and... Uh, I knew God had a calling on my life, and I didn't know what it was, and it was crazy because I had just got arrested, and uh, I was on parole, and um, I, I, I had done just, you know, it, here's the thing. You know there are stupid things you do? Anybody, no, I mean, probably not for y'all, but, but, um, but there was a water tower um, in my small uh, school, and I just knew it needed to be painted. I, I don't know why, I mean, obviously, I'm 44 years old now, and I realize that that was dumb, but, um, but at the moment, I, it felt so right, 
uh, that, that our alma mater needed to be painted on this water tower. And, uh, and so me and a couple seniors just, we had this great idea, and we thought that they would just let us. Turns out that people frown upon that. <laughs> it's called vandalism. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you're kind of going there, I wouldn't. <laughs> it doesn't pay off. Uh, and in fact, your parents will be really, really mad. Um, <laughs> and so um, it was crazy because as I was in jail uh, for the night and, and the police officer says, we're going to call your parents. And I was like, no, please don't. Um, uh, the electric chair would be better. I had this great conversation with some of the inmates, uh, <laughs> and they were like, "What were you? What are you gonna do with your future?" And I don't know how why we were talking about that. We were all in this holding cell, and I was like, "I'm going to Bible college." <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stories that I haven't told you yet about me. They're probably good that I haven't, um, and. The guy was really, really friendly. I mean, he was in for selling drugs. Um, <laughs> but he was just, he was like, I really think you can do that. And I was like, we have a connection here. <laughs> We've only met each other for a couple hours. Um, uh, and so anyway, uh, <laughs> we, uh, my mom just decides that, okay, you cannot stay in this town anymore. Um, I was uh, at the pinnacle of success. I was an assistant manager of a movie theater. And I had my life planned out. Come on, let me tell you something. I had bartering down. There was a McDonald's right next to us. I would trade movie tickets for Happy Meals. Come on, somebody. Life was good. Life was good. And I just thought, I'm on my way. I know what I'm going to be when I grow up. I'm going to be the manager of this movie theater. That's all I need. And so, um, but my mom, uh, God bless her, she said, you're leaving. And I said, don't make me. And she said, you're going to Hot Springs. And I, I thought, why would anybody from Texas go to Arkansas? Come on. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like, now I call the hogs. You know what I'm saying? My kids. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've done the whole thing in Arkansas. We've done it all. Come on. We, we started in the trailer. We've done it all. Okay? So, like, I'm full Arkansas now. So, I just need you all to know I'm not, like, slamming. I'm just saying that I was from Texas. And uh, it's okay. Come on, listen. I, I'm 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 full Arkansasian. I I uh, I make up words all the time. Um, uh, but but here's the deal: is I, I I remember this shift and move, and and I and I remember talking to my mom, and and she would just, you know, when when I had already moved up to Hot Springs, and she just said, I just knew God uh, told me that you need to get out of here. That if you had stayed in this place, it wasn't going to be productive for you. And in fact, the call of your life, of God on your life, would have suffered. And so you needed to move out. You needed to switch your friends. You needed to get out of town. You needed to change everything in order to do what was God called you to do. And so I show up to Hot Springs and uh, we're there. We worked 20 years. Uh, come on, I met Katie. I met Katie. That's good. It's good. Listen, y'all are very, very glad I met her. 
Um, uh, uh, she has done wonders in my life. I am so grateful. Uh, there's something about church girls. I'm just saying, if you're a church girl here, come on, listen, all of you need to invite, come on, your friends, because there's something about a church girl that's just good, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, uh, anyway, we, uh, we decided to, um, get married. We had a lot of talks about what we were going to do, what we were going to do. And I, and, uh, and so at that time I was a DJ and, um, uh, and I had my own, I had my own radio show and, uh, I, I was on 91.5 and, and I was Stephen in the evening. And so, <laughs> stop, <laughs> don't make this, listen, this stuff y'all don't even know. <laughs> and so, uh, so I would be on my show and then, uh, when we would get done, we would meet and talk, and, and we would talk about what God's going to do. And, 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 and she had uh, been spoken over her life that she was going to do missions and, and be a missionary. And we call that prophecy. And, and God had really been speaking over her at different times, different places, different venues over her life that, that God was going to use her to do this. And, and we began to talk about what that would look like. And we served for 20 years, and uh, then we started this ministry called Be the One. And uh, we did it for three years, and my goal was to help the Big C Church. So we would go from church to church, doing consulting, helping them uh, learn how to disciple men and women of God. And, and, and we were doing missions trips. And, man, when we started, it was really hard, hard. I'm talking about I remember leaving our, our, the ministry that we were at, and the next day, um, you know, we had started in uh, our house in the office, and I was like, I'm ready for the day. What are we going to do? I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no context. There was nothing. There was nothing. And so we're, we're now a couple years into this, and it's starting to pick up. We started in 2012. It's 2014. So, man, everything's starting to pick up. Man, starting. People are calling. It's so awesome when people call and, and want you. Uh, um, and, and so we were actually having to schedule and turn down people and and, and I remember going through this whole moment where God was like, hey, um, I want you to start a church. And I was like, ah, I don't really want to. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. I, 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 we, we didn't. We, it was never in our heart to go launch a church. Uh, serious preaching with me. Um, uh, and, and so, you know, but we did want to be pastors. We wanted to kind of take something over and. And we had a lot of relationships with older men and older pastors and older pastors' wives that we thought that they would transition out. You know how logically you just kind of, anybody try to figure out their life? Like, you know what I'm saying? Logically, you're like, okay, it would be cool if my daughter marries them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like logically, we're going to stay friends just in case. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, like it may not ever happen, but logically it does make sense that if we could just, just you know what I'm saying, like, and, and so, logically, we were trying to figure out the calling of God in our life. Can I just tell you that you can't ever figure out the calling of God on your life? Um, in, in fact, God will make sure that you make a plan, and then he totally destroys it. Just so that you know you had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Does that make sense? And so, because I'm, I'm, I'm a whiteboarder. So if y'all don't know me, I'm a white border. My staff is, I'm like, hey, come on into my office. Let's talk. And they're all like, here's, you want a marker? I'm like, I'm a white border. And, um, and, and, and we have pretty much whiteboarded our life. 
um, I, I kind of knew like if this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And God was just kind of like eraser. <laughs> and um, and and I and I tell you this because I'm I'm setting up this this concept that I want us to get. God's ways are wiser and better. God's ways are, come on, listen, wiser and better. And God is not coming into your life to make you feel better. See, if we don't understand that premise of Christianity, it does not mean that God's movement on your life and health on your life and transformation on your life will not cause you to be in more health in your soul. But God is not partnering with you so you feel better about life. He's wanting to find out if you will give up and let him be the Lord over your life and let him lead you. Come on, does that make sense? And let him guide you. And will he be able to reposition your direction and your aim so that you begin to aim for what he wants for your life? That's the idea. And so I, I remember I, I was talking to this uh, pastor in Memphis and driving and doing all this. And I remember the moment where it really got real. And God was like, would you, when you lay down, will you pause, be the one in order to launch this church? And we were finally, like, eating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, it's like you, you, you think a lot of things. You think, man, I'm going to go start this ministry. But you don't think about not eating. And, and so... Um, we, we were starting to make a little bit of, of money and our paycheck, and, and we were busy, and, and I was like, God, I really don't want to do that. And he was like, if, if you'll give it to me, I'll bless both of them. And so we, we, we laid it down, and we laid it down for like three or four years, just really learning how to pass pastor, learning how to plan a church, met with some people, walked through some training, came up here. We had to raise like $100,000. And for us, it was like, <laughs> it, could, it should have been like a billion because like the most I had ever raised, you know what I'm saying, was like $1,000 for a missions trip. And now it's like, hey, you're going to plant a church and you only need 100000 <laughs> And you need it in a couple months. Sweet, that's great. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's no idea how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody I know makes $23,000 a year. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm talking about? Just real talk. Can we just, I, I, don't, I don't know what y'all came for today. So we did it. We just were like, okay, God, we, we, we believe that you've asked us to pause. And so we paused. We put our house up. We, we put... 20, 22% into the church. We sold our home and put money into the church and said, okay, we're going to be the first givers. And we, we, we launched into the church. And then uh, I went and met with some people. And I said, hey, we've given this. We believe God's called us to do this. Here's what, we are, here's what we've done over the last 20 years. We believe we can come up here and do this. And people started writing checks. And I was just like, I love you. I'm already married, but I feel this love for you. <laughs> I just want to hug you. And I couldn't believe that people would write checks. I could not believe it. I, as they were writing checks, I was like, are you sure? Yeah, are you sure? Because And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> we don't have a home. <laughs> and uh, I mean, 
I was so excited. We moved all of our stuff. At this point, Ginger is living with us. Katie's sister is living with us. All of our family. So we have like we have eight up in our house, and we pack it all up and move down here. And um, we move down here, and we have a contract san- set up for rent, and they won't rent to us. So so we're we're here, and <laughs> we're like, God. <laughs> And they're like, I'm sorry, um, really, uh, your house is pending. And so we thought it was already going to be sold. And so we had the money in the bank. We were like, eh. and they were like, really, we, we can't rent this to you because of you have a, a, a previous home. So we're not going to be able to rent to you. We've had to put everything in storage and go back to our house with nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like like towels for bed, sleeping on the floor. <laughs> I mean, it was just a, uh, and I was like, God, is this the pause? You were thinking about? This is not what I was thinking about. When you said move to Rogers, there will be a great church. I'm thinking it was greater than this moment. Where my wife is mad at me. My kids are like, remember when we had beds. My mother-in-law is, you know what I'm saying? My mother, she's so gracious. But you know, you still think like she's, like, like, she never said this and she doesn't think this. But I thought, I'm really doing good here, aren't I? We're living the dream. <laughs> this is what you kind of thought of when you said, I can marry your daughter. <laughs> Listen, but ho- all I'm telling you is this, is I'm kind of setting up this narrative where, where God's way is wiser and, and, and it is better. Let me give you a cu- few scripture verses because I know some of you theologians are wondering, are you going to ever open the Bible? <laughs> um, yes, I am. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. I know it was hard for many of you because maybe you're not like me where you barely made it through high school and you barely made it through college. Maybe you were the top of your class. And so for you, your intellect and understanding has opened doors for you. It's been an incredible blessing to you. you. You were able to leverage a lot of money and you were able to leverage a lot of notoriety. But here is what I need you to understand is that why God will use your intellect, he is not going to be moved, come on, listen, by your intellect. Your understanding will limit God's plan on your life if you relegate what God wants to do in your life based on what you can logically perceive. Does this make sense? God will be thinking this and you will be thinking this. The Bible says that his ways are so much higher than our ways. That that what God wants to do in your life can be so much beyond even what you will ask, think, or imagine. And I don't know, there's a lot of creative people here, but whatever you're thinking, God like is thinking on another level. Proverbs 14, 16 says this. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages in with self-confidence. A wise man fears. See, I, I believe that we don't 
me rephrase this. I, I believe that people are trying not to sin because they love God. And so I really, really love God, so I don't want to sin. Here's the deal. You will never win that battle because of love. You will never win that battle because of love. There is a healthy fear of God that all of us need. I'm not talking about like Freddy Cougar. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But, but there needs to be in the church a, a healthy fear of God where I don't want to do that because I know the vastness and the bigness of God. And Does that make sense? And way too many people are wanting to do right with God by love. But there is this component where we should be in such awe of God and His majesty that, you know what, I don't want to face judgment. I don't want to face consequences for my action. I don't want to do this. So I say no because I don't want the repercussions, come on, listen, of my own actions. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. This is not, listen, this is just one of those example scriptures. It's not saying that God has weaker days or less strong days. It's just the, you know what I'm saying? You know, can, can we break it down? It's like, you know. I could whoop you with my pinky. You know what I'm saying? Anybody ever, anybody ever had a conversation like that where a guy is so strong or a girl is so like I, I could beat you with one hand tied behind my back. That's, this, that's like the, at God's most foolish state, which God is not a fool. He is still incredibly wise and way more wise, come on, than us. And even at his weakest moment, he is still a whole lot stronger. Come on, come on, somebody, listen, than you. When you get a picture of all of these verses, it's this idea that, that nothing compares to God's wisdom. Nothing compares to God's wisdom. Life is short. We saw that this last week. We learned that this week at least 24 people were announced dead in Tennessee in the tornadoes. Towns demolished. People lost their homes, pets, businesses. I just want you to know that because of your generosity and your tithe, uh, Devin Webb, who was here about, I don't know, three or four months ago, uh, um, three or four months ago, he did an on-site for our church. Connect Church is in the city uh, working with Compassion International, working with um, some of the places that he does ministry with, and they're mobilizing an effort, and we sent $2,000 down there to buy water and food. Come on, is that good? Come on, come on. Um, but, but here's what I want to say. Um, with all the, the virus and, and, and sickness and all the stuff that's going around, here is what I want your sobering thought to be. Is we are not promised tomorrow. We are promised today. 
and, and we've got to trust in the Lord because God's way, come on, listen, is the wisest and it is the best. We, we trust in the Lord. We don't trust in um, a, a political affiliation. We don't trust in the, uh, uh, Northwest Arkansas because it's the highest income place in the state. Come on, listen. We don't trust in the fact that we have degrees or that we have a home or that we have any. We trust in the Lord. And so here's the deal. Paul understood I have been blessed and then I have been in poverty and I have realized the key to life and the key to life is that God God is everything not my home not my dignity not the fact that I have I, I I have a team around me that listens to me come on I believe that life is short and I believe that if you will trust the Lord he has a mighty calling on your life now not not everyone is called to the five-fold ministry there's a five-fold and um, and that's in Ephesians chapter four, and and um, there are, there is this fivefold ministry that's that helps build the church, helps build the church. But I believe that everybody here is to proclaim the goodness of God and the saving work of Jesus. And I don't care where you do that. You could do that over coffee. You could do that in a life group. You could do that in a one-off meeting with someone who's struggling. But all of us, listen, are ministers of the gospel. All of us are ministers of the gospel. Anybody love watching Shark Tank? Any, come on, how many of y'all, any Shark Tank people out there? Come on, listen. Shark, it's great. I get so many ideas. I'm so, I, I love it because everything is so creative. And you, all they do is they're, they're trying to get like this one offer. Like if I can just get one of these sharks to give me an offer, come on somebody, then our business can go to the next level. Well, here's the deal. You have been given an offer by Almighty God. That if you will surrender who you are and accept his plan for your life, then here's the deal. It will be wiser and it will be better than anything else that you could even think of. Come on, listen. Many times we miss opportunities. Ben, y'all go ahead and come up. Because we listen to other people's opinions. Rather than learn the principles of God. See, God's kingdom operates on principles. Principles. Let's talk about that. Principles. And when we go against those principles, it does not mean that God will not have grace for us and want to turn us around. But when we go against, come on, the principles that God has laid out, then it will not thrive our lives the way he's called it to. For us, listen, life is too short. To be distracted by the opinions of people who want to tell you, listen to this, how to live, how to vote. Does God care about voting? Does the Bible say anything about voting? See, now we're in a polarizing position because everything is political. Everything is. You, if you talk about women, Political, men, political, children, political, life, political. Everything. And so now 
the reason that people are not interested in church is because the only thing that we can preach is Jesus. But here's the deal. Jesus preached the kingdom. He said, you know what? You need to think like this. You need to think like this. Here's how you think about marriage. Here's how you think about divorce. And here's how you think about life. And here's how you think. And here's that. And all of the time, the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were like, wow, this man preaches like he has authority. Wow, we've never heard that. We've never seen that. We've never. Come on, does that make sense? We are not going to be a house that doesn't teach and preach the word of God so that there can be illumination. My goal in this church is not that you become a, 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 a progressive, a liberal, or a Republican. My, my goal in this church is that the Old Testament tells how to set up a nation. The New Testament tells us, listen, how to have revival in a nation. It's very clear. And so when we go and we think about presidencies and we think about Congress and we think about all that, we go back to the Old Testament because it talks about how to set up a nation. Does that make sense? Now for us, the church, the reason it's, it's convoluted is because we want our government to love people and help them with social justice. But that was the church's job. To love the needy. To help the poor. To not look over people. To live better outside the walls. To take your message and go outside. Come on, does that make sense? And the truth of the matter is, People will tell you how to lead. They'll tell you how to respond. They'll tell you how to make money. They'll tell you how to fight. They'll tell you how to seek revenge. But here is what I'm telling you. With all of this, with all of this, we've got to understand that we've got to be transformed in our thinking and renewing in our mind. Colossians 2.8 says this. They're not going to have this on the screen. But see to it. That's what the Bible says. See to it. Colossians 2.8. See to it. That no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human traditions. According to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. I don't know what denomination you grew up in, but here is what I want you to know. There is good, there is evil. There are spirits, come on, does that make sense? That are moving and trying to manipulate. And listen, there are things that I hate about our, our history. Let's just talk about this. Right now, we're dealing with gender. Gender. We can't agree on gender. 30 different genders. We can talk about slavery. We can talk about um, uh, rescuing men and women, sex trafficking. We can, they're in every season, in every uh, 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 dispensation in a country, there will always be something that tries to pull humanity into bondage it's spiritual. It's spiritual. 
And if we don't understand that, we'll call it a Democrat problem or a Republican problem or why didn't they see that or why didn't that. All I know is that we're here now. How many of you are teaching your children that there are two genders? In 170 years from now, will they look back and go, why did you allow this? Because that's what we do with slavery right now. Why did they allow this? Because there's a demonic spirit. And the enemy is always into slavery and trapping and bondage. And he's always into division. Come on, listen, listen, listen. He's always into one side fighting the other. And if I can manipulate the strings. And here's the deal. From the time Adam and Eve were in the garden, there was always a manipulation about what God said. We are prone to do it our way. And our way will split up families. Our way will judge people. Our way will hurt. Our way will do that. But God's way will always bring life. Come on, listen. And life more abundantly. Come on, I don't know about you, but I want that abundant life. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. I want the abundant life. I want the abundant life for you. I want it for you. I want it for you. I want the abundant life for you. But here's the deal. The only way we're going to do that is not by our intellect. And I'm not saying, listen, I read, I study, and I think you should too. But God's way is wiser. And it is better. And as we in today i'm gonna talk about this more tomorrow i mean ne next sunday please come please come because i i didn't even really get started today coretta i didn't even really get started because i, I got some things i want to say some things that have been on my heart if we will do it wiser and we will do it better it will never be perfect but it can be fruitful and i don't know about you but i'm looking for a house of, of men and women of God to rise up that have said, I am not going to go the way culture entices me. I'm not going to go here. Listen, we love the people of the world. We're here in the people of the world. We don't judge the people of the world, but we're not trying to think like the people of the world. Does that make sense? We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're trying to think like people that bring heaven here on earth. And when they're around you, come on, do they feel a little heaven? When they're around you, do they feel a little heaven? Or do they feel color? Do they, do they feel economic oppression? Do they feel like, you know what, you're better than them or you're not better than them? Like, what do they feel? Because here's the deal. The Bible says for us to bring heaven here on earth. And so when you're around me, I'm going to speak truth. I'm going to love you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hug you. I'm going to cry with you when you're crying but I'm also going to step in and go listen I don't care what you think we can't call this okay because it will hurt you come on come on and so here's what I'm asking choose what is better and choose what is wiser this week make a choice make a choice amen Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the House website. We hope you have a great week.